as I prayed this morning, I just felt nudged this way. And so, if you want to turn with me to the book of John chapter 3, and uh, we'll start reading at verse number 1, and, uh, and we'll, just, we'll just go along here and see what the Lord wants to do. Uh, uh, smile at somebody. If you found John 3 and 1, smile at somebody. Tell them, sure, it's good to see you today. You look better than you did last week. And uh, if you just had to lie, we'll, we'll have prayer in a little bit. John chapter 3, verse number 1 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, now, I want you to get this because Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he, he says, We're, we know you're a, you're a man sent from God. And, and Jesus just takes a, takes a wild left-hand turn out of nowhere. And Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, we'll read a little, well, let me read one more verse. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And then Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Uh, out of what I feel like, and I think Nicodemus felt like, out of nowhere, Jesus starts talking about being born again. Now, I, 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 want, I want to slow down for a minute because I know that in, in our 21st century North American society, the term be born again is used pretty freely. It, it is something that that you've heard that phrase before. At this point, Nicodemus had never heard this phrase, you must be born again. And he was, and I think rightly so, Brother Brad, confused. I mean, just put yourself in his shoes. If somebody walked up to you and, and you're having a little conversation and he says, you know what you need? You need to be born again. <laughs> and, and so, as Bishop Bounds would say, Nicodemus was as confused as a termite in a yo-yo. And so he starts to ask some questions. Nicodemus got questions. How can a man be born when he is old? Question mark. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born again? Like, I'm trying to figure this out, Jesus, but you're going to have to help me out a little bit because I'm not getting it. Nicodemus was not getting it. Doesn't it make you feel good? Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. This guy was a Pharisee, and he was confused by Jesus. So it shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel too bad whenever you read something in your Bible, and you're like, I'm not sure I get that. That should have helped somebody right there. It helps me. So I'm not sure I get that. Oh, and then, then Jesus says, uh, Well, verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit... He cannot enter into the kingdom. And uh, I, I want to talk for a little while this morning. I don't know how long. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit about born again 
FAQs, frequently asked questions. Now, I know there's some of you that are sitting here today that, that think you know all the answers, and maybe you do, but I want to make sure that everybody not only knows the answers to some of these questions, but I want you to be able to answer them when somebody asks you. Because your answer shouldn't always be, well, let me ask Brother Pat, and I'll get back with you. Brother Pat's our resident Bible scholar, right? Uh, so, so Jesus says, you, you got to be born again. And, and I know that, that there's a religious world out there that, that says, well, that means believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But when, but when Nicodemus needed some clarification, Jesus did give some clarification. I think we ought to look in the Bible to try to figure out what in the world did Jesus mean when he said be born again. And so the next thing he says, well, here's, here's some more clarification. It is that you've got to be born of the water and of the Spirit. And then he goes on and he, he talks some more. There's a lot of good stuff in John chapter 3. Uh, but but he, he never again goes back to this idea of being born again. But he said, if you're not born again, you can't see nor can you enter the kingdom of God. Now, just by a show of hands, how many of us would like to not only see but enter into the kingdom of God? All right, we want to we make it. Look at somebody, tell them, I bought, I bought, I want to make it. I want to be part of this thing. And so Jesus says, you've got to be born of the water and of the Spirit if you want to get into the kingdom. So, so for just a moment, can we, can we say that the subject really isn't to be born again? The subject is getting into the kingdom. We've got to get in the kingdom. All right. So, now, you can search through your Bible. Well, man, I don't, want to, I don't want to spend all day. So let me, let, me, uh, let me try to accelerate just a tiny bit. The subject is, my, my granddad used to say, <clears throat> yeah, you know, when, when grandma would ask him a simple question and he would, he would expound for about 10 minutes on whatever the subject was, he would have to bring her back around and say, subject is, granny. And so, subject is, church, the kingdom. Getting into the kingdom. All right, so I want to know how to get into the kingdom. Well, evidently, you don't just waltz into the kingdom. Because in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse number 18, uh, it says, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, who's he talking to? He's talking to Peter. I'm talking to Peter. Uh, uh, he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm going, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. That's right. Now, if you want to get in someplace, you're going to have to have, I don't even have any keys in my pocket. I got a pocket knife. That'll get you in some places, but not the kingdom. You got <laughs> to have keys, right, Brother Pat? Got to have keys. If you want to get into the kingdom, you got to have the keys. Who had the keys? Peter has the keys. All right, now we're going to fast forward a little bit. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost has poured out the birthday, happy birthday to the church, Acts chapter number 2. 
And uh, Peter stands up with the, it says, he stood with the eleven. Matthew and John and, and, and Mark was there. and uh, all, all, the, all the crew was there except Judas. He, he'd already kind of left the club. And he gets up and, and he begins to preach to them. And after he got done preaching, it's, the Bible says that those that heard him were pricked in their heart. They had conviction in their heart. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do or what must we do? And Peter said unto now who's got the keys? Give me the keys, Brother Pat. Come on now. Thank you. Who's got the keys? Peter has the keys in his hand. And, and he says, this is what you got to do. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, he's got the keys, right? What did Jesus say you had to do to get into the kingdom? You had to be born of the water and the Spirit. Jesus gave Peter the keys and the man with the keys on the first day of the church. Don't expect anybody to get saved before the church starts. If you're looking for how to get saved, details of that and how somebody got saved in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're looking in the wrong place because the church didn't exist yet. He said, he said, my spirit can't be poured out yet because I have not yet been glorified. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. There was no remission of sin because there was no bloodshed. There was no spirit to be poured out because he hadn't left here yet. So there's no church in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you're going to find the church, you've got to look in the book of Acts. And so on the birthday of the church, the first you would, you would think if there was a way to get into the kingdom, that it would be preached in the first sermon of the church, wouldn't you? Like you, you, if, if that would be the place to look. And so the man with the keys got up and he said, you got to repent and be baptized and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. It is the birth of water and of the Spirit. That's what it means to be born again. Nicodemus was confused. I don't want anybody to leave here confused about what that means. To be born again is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and for God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. amen. And he said, the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. In other words, this sermon is not good just for today, and this experience is not good just for today, but he says, it's good to them that are far off. It is good for generation upon generation upon generation. Amen. So I want to dive in to a few frequently asked questions, and I'll try to uh, be mindful uh, of uh, of the Spirit of the Lord. What is so so? I, we can we can spend a, a whole bunch of time on repentance, but repentance is not just saying I'm sorry for what I did, God, but it is saying, God, I want to live my life for you. It's a turnaround. As I, I've been serving my own interests. I've been following after the world. I, I've been following after whatever I want to do. I want to turn around and do whatever you want me to do, Jesus. Someplace it says, I think it's in maybe the book of 1 John, where it says, this is how we know Him, or this is how we know that we love Him, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not oppressive. His commandments aren't... Too hard for you to follow. That's how we know that we love Him, is that we are trying to follow His commandments. So that, that's repentance. Uh, and He said, that's the first thing you got to do, is, is repent before you can even be born again. Right. So, 
Look, these are very basic questions that I do get asked, and hopefully you'll get asked as well. Question number one, just hold up one finger. Question number one, do I really need to be baptized? Okay, and hopefully we can throw these scriptures on the wall as I read them sort of quickly. But Mark 16, 16, how many believe that Jesus can say what he means and means what he says? Okay, so in Mark 16, 16, I don't think there's any veiled comment here. Jesus is being very straightforward. Uh, Wow, just a little aside Before Jesus was resurrected, he spoke in parables. After Jesus was resurrected, he spoke clearly. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Jesus himself linked baptism with salvation. Who would we be to separate that? Because... There is a common argument that says once you believe, you're saved and and you should get baptized uh, for conscience sake. Well, I think you should get baptized for conscience sake, but it's to cleanse your conscience of dead works. He says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Let me read to you out of 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 20. And if you want to write this verse down, this is so powerful. Peter is, is talking about Noah and the ark. Somebody tell me, who built the ark? (laughs) <laughs> that was really good. So he's talking about the world being destroyed by water, and it says, which, in, which sometime they were disobedient when, in the long, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls were, read those three words with me, those eight souls were saved by water. Saved by water. Well, yeah, whatever. Next verse, the like figure whereunto baptism doth also now save us. You cannot separate baptism from salvation. You've got to be baptized. It's part of being born again. To be born of water. Acts chapter 10, verse number 48. This is Peter preaching again. They just had a, a throwdown church service. Folks were filled with the Holy Ghost. And he looked around at, at these folks that have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And, he, and it says, and he, what's that third word there? He, he did not suggest. He did not nudge. He did not say, you know, it would be a good idea. He commanded them. To be baptized in the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord, by the way? It is Jesus. When, so, so baptism is necessary. So now the next question would be, this is FAQ number two, I think. When should somebody get baptized? Because, because in some traditions, infants are baptized. But is that a scriptural? Is that, is that scriptural? When should somebody be baptized? Well, I think we should go to the Bible right. to find the answer to that. Acts chapter 8 and verse number 36, if they'll throw that on the screen. Philip's having a home Bible study. Actually, he's not even having a home Bible study. This is like a Bible study in an Uber. Right? He's going down the road and this, and, and, and this Ethiopian eunuch is in an Uber. And Philip grabs a ride with the Ethiopian eunuch, and the Ethiopian eunuch, he's reading out of the book of Isaiah. 
and, and he's corn-fused. He said, hey, what you reading? Beats me, man. I don't understand a lick of it. And so Philip says, oh, okay, well, let me tell you about it. And he said, he preached Jesus to him out of the book of Isaiah. And so he preached Jesus to him. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? In other words, hey, can, can I get baptized? Is there anything that would prevent me to be, from being baptized? And he says this, you can be baptized, verse number 37, if you believe with all your heart. There are some situations where people cannot meet that criteria. One would be an infant. Because they're not capable of believing anything. There, there is a point in which a child can then believe, oh yeah, and, and, and realize, yes, I, I want to enter into the kingdom too. And want to be baptized in Jesus' name. It's, it's always a, uh, a, a kind of a... Um, a, what I would call, sticky situation when a child comes and says, I want to be baptized because I want to know what is your motivation to be baptized because there are some bad motivations to be baptized. Here's one bad motivation. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> I, I pastored a guy a long time ago and, uh, and, and he wanted to get re-baptized. Now, here's a question that that we get frequently, do I need to be re-baptized? I was baptized in Jesus' name years ago, but I feel like I need to get re-baptized. And I'm going to ask some questions. I pastored a guy years ago in, uh, in Lewisburg, and he said, I feel like I need to get re-baptized. I said, why? He said, well, uh, when we installed the new baptistry in the church when I was a kid, I wanted to be the first person baptized in it. So that's why I got baptized, because I want to be the first one to get baptized in the new baptistry. I said, yeah, I think we'll dunk you again. <laughs> if someone came to me and said, you know, I was, I was five or six years old, and I was baptized in Jesus' name, and, and I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, don't, I think I need to, to be rebaptized. I'm not going to argue with you. However, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name and you knew what you were doing when you did it and you wanted to serve God and that's why you, that's why you got baptized. Uh, in fact, the, the, the greatest quote, may, this might be the greatest revelation I've ever had uh, since I've been in church, is uh, I asked a young lady, uh, Taylor's sister, help me out here, Brother Andrew, Riley, Riley, Gracie's sister, Riley. Riley was like seven, eight years old, and Riley said, I want to get baptized. I said, okay, well, tell me why you want to get baptized. And she said, because that's what you do when you're serious about living for God. I said, sounds good to me. When should a person get baptized? When they're serious about living for God. Because if you're serious about living for God, you've already said, I don't want to live in sin anymore. I want to live for God. When you've made that decision, it's time to get in the water. And so, 
uh, if someone has, has been baptized in Jesus' name and they were sincere whenever they were baptized, uh, and they, they come to me and they say, Pastor, I've been away from God and I want to get rebaptized. Here is what I believe Scripture teaches. 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9, if they'll put that on the board. 1 John chapter uh, 1, verse number 9. Uh, I, I'm having fun. I don't know. Y'all having fun? If, if you're bored, it, it would offend me a little bit if you left, but I am having fun. See, y'all think I enjoy preaching a lot? I love teaching. Everything after the book of Acts, who's that written to? It is written to church folk. It is written to people who have already repented of their sins, been baptized in Jesus' name, and been filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't look at Romans through Revelation for the plan of salvation. You might find some stuff about it, but you're not going to find how to be born again in those books because it's written to people that have already had that experience. So now John writes to the church and he says, if we, somebody say we, we. who's we, us, <laughs> the church, if we confess our sins, he, somebody say he is, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When your sins were washed away in the name of Jesus Christ, when you were baptized initially, you are able to enter into the kingdom of God. And then this scripture scripture does not apply to people who have not been born again. I know you can look at me mean. I can look mean back too. Where'd Sister Angie go? She's got a mean look. That was funny. You're supposed to laugh. If we confess our sins, this is written to the church because the church isn't perfect. Got three amens out of that. All right. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. That word just, it's another word for righteousness or right. If we confess our sins, it's the right thing for Him to do to forgive our sins. Why? Because we're part of the kingdom and we've already been born again. And so I know that there's folks, there, there are even some folks in this building today that you, were, you lived for God once and you walked away. We call that backsliding sometimes. I'm not sure that's the right term. But have walked away from God and, and gone our own way and, and, and lived a life of sin. And God has convicted us and we've come back and, and want to live for God. You do not have to be baptized again. You, God is a forgiver when we confess. Yeah. Now, I, I don't pick fights, and I won't fight with anybody who says, I really feel like I need to be baptized again. I'm, okay, that's fine. We can do that. But, but, but I don't think that it is necessary because you've already been born again, and God forgives our sins. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, I, w- I will do one more point, which is about one-seventh of the way through what I want to say. That... Uh, So, terms in which someone should get re-baptized. Point number one is if you weren't serious about living for God the first time. The other time that someone should be re-baptized is if the first time you were baptized, the name of Jesus was not called over you 
in baptism. The name matters. The name matters. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. That name matters. Power in that name. We identify with that name. Let me let me read one more. Uh, can can we can we throw up here Acts twenty two and sixteen? Don't you love the media department? You don't have to flip through your Bible. <laughs> Acts twenty two sixteen. Ananias is talking to Paul, and he says unto thee, Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord. That's how we call on the name of the Lord, is in baptism. In Acts, that first sermon, Peter did say, it's not a sermon, it was a message, but Peter did say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do you call on the name of the Lord? In water baptism. The name matters. All right, let me... Let me uh, I want to. I want to hasten here. Can you can you throw up Acts chapter nineteen and just start with verse number one, uh, media folks. And uh, it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, you don't really have to know all this stuff except that uh, Paul is is walking through Ephesus and he finds some disciples. Now these were not Jesus's disciples. Verse number two says. Uh, Kept on walking. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto them, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. In other words, amen. They're, they're almost as confused as Nicodemus. We don't know what you're talking about. What's the Holy Ghost? And so Paul says, Well then, uh, uh, how were you baptized then? And they said, Unto John's baptism. And they're talking about John the Baptist. Verse number 4. Throw that up there. But I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to get this. John the Baptist was the greatest prophet to ever live. Think of the most famous, most powerful preacher that you can think of. John the Baptist was better. John the Baptist was the preacher that all the preachers in the Old Testament prophesied would come. Jesus said, there was no man born of woman greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist was all that in a bag of chips. And so they said, well, we were baptized by John's baptism. And Paul said, well, verily, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. You remember what John preached? Guys, John preached, there's somebody coming after me. The latchet of whose shoes? I, I am, I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes, man. There's somebody coming. And, and one day standing there in the river, John looked up and he said, Behold the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the world. You remember what, G, what, what John preached about? He was preaching about Jesus Christ. Next verse. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
They had already been baptized. There was only one thing they lacked. They'd been baptized by the greatest preacher on planet earth. But it's not the preacher's hands that matter. It's the name that's called over you when you go in the water that matters. It's not the preacher's name. It's Jesus' name that matters. And so whenever they, they say, hey, you're right. He said, he said we should follow Jesus. And they were re-baptized in the name of Jesus. And so I believe the scripture teaches very, very clearly that if you were not baptized in Jesus' name, you've got to do it again. Just out of curiosity, because I, I are one. I was baptized once, and the preacher said, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And I went down in that creek, and it probably was cold. But then I got to looking at the Bible, and, and Father's not a name, and Son's not a name, Holy Ghost is not a name. Those are just titles. I've got to be baptized in a name. And what is that name that is above every name? Jesus. And so, just out of curiosity, are there folks in here that, have, that were baptized one way before, and, and then God showed you, hey, I, I need to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and you got dunked again. Yeah, there's, there's some of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's terrific. There is a biblical basis for that. If John the Baptist's disciples needed rebaptized, anybody who was not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ needs to be rebaptized. Why? Because baptism, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized. And we only made it halfway through a new birth, but I want us to stand to our feet today. I know I've kept you longer than you're used to staying. But I just felt very strongly that somebody needed this today. You, you, you might have needed this for your own information, but you might need it for a conversation you're going to have tomorrow or next week. I believe God's equipping His church for His service, yes, for building up the kingdom of God. So why don't we, why don't we take a moment, and uh, Meredith, if you want to come play something, but let's take a moment. Let's, let's close our eyes and, and let's, let's talk to the Lord for just a moment. Father, uh, I know we, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. and I know that uh, there's been a lot of verses and, and Lord, there might have been some information that was, that was new to some folks. There might have been some, some ideas that uh, really came into direct opposition with some ideas that we've held in our minds for a long time. I'm asking you today, God, that you will let a spirit of revelation and understanding uh, encompass us. I pray that you would give us a spirit that, that says, Lord, whatever, whatever your word says, that's what I want to obe- be obedient to because certainly in the end we're going to be judged by our words in comparison, by our works in comparison with your words. Pray today, God, that, that if there's anybody in this place today that has not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will give them a revelation and a desire to do so today God let it be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ